Hi, I'm Marilyn and welcome to my Lead Your Day podcast. A warts and all chat for entrepreneurial women. It's very real, it's raw, and it's going to challenge us all to look at our lives and our businesses in a different way than we've probably all been taught. My goal is that it encourages us all to not just lead our day, but our whole worlds. Do you love reading? On a scale of love reading to mm, impartial, where are you? Now, a lot of us think, well, isn't there that statement, leaders are readers? When I hear things like that, I tend to roll my eyes. Now, of course I love reading, but I'm not the bookish type of girl with a nose in a book all the time. The way I learn is tend to be through experiences, but I do love a good book. Now, when I read, I tend to consume them in batches. So if I'm learning something new, I will get all the books out on them about that subject and I'll just consume them very rapidly. And I've always got piles of books by my bed on every sort of side table in the house. And I grew up in a household that valued books and valued a bookcase And so having a library has always been my uh, desire and ambition. uh, And and I do actually have a library right now where all my books are. I've got a comfortable seat in there and I do like to enjoy it. Now, my parents read to me every night as a child and I did the same with my son. We'd we'd, uh, read when he went to bed or I can remember sitting on the stairs and especially every Christmas we would have certain books that would sit on the stairs and read and we have really fond memories of doing that. But he's not a book boy now. However, he loves philosophy, loves writing plays, loves acting. So when parents say to me or in conversation, oh, I wish my kid would read more, read to them, but sometimes realise that their learning style may not be through you know, the written word. However, saying that, this episode today is about the fav- my favourite books and why. Now, it's not all my favourite books, but I've just chosen six that I'd like to share with you and why. Now, I love library books and today I'm just going to talk about non-fiction books, but I love library books. I love fiction books. And going to the library, I've rediscovered that in recent years. It's an event to go to the library and it reminds me of childhood and going and getting a stack of books and just the smell and the touch of it and the fact that you've got a deadline to get it back. Now, of course, we know that we can renew that deadline on, online now, but there's some, something about getting a book out knowing you've got to read it by a certain time to get it back. And I love nonfiction and I love fiction books, uh, but... Today, I'm going to just review six books that have influenced me, uh, not the most, but have influenced me over my lifetime. And I'd like to share them with you. And they're all still available. You can you can order them wherever you want. I'm not selling them here today. I just thought it'd be nice to share books that you may not have heard before. Okay, so the first one I want to talk about is, oh, it's an oldie and I've got it in my hand right now. And it is dog-eared, believe me. And it was given to me for Christmas uh, by my dad and it was, I can see on the back, it was £4.25. It was given to me probably in the late 80s, early 
early 90s, probably early 90s. I think the first published date was 93. So there you go. I probably got it soon after it was published and came out in Australia. And it's called Developing the Leader Within You. How about that for a title? Developing the Leader Within You by the iconic leadership writer, John C. Maxwell. And he has written a whole stream of books around the similar uh, topics. Now, when I look into it now, I could see that someone's probably just put together a lot of his uh, lectures or his, his messages that he speaks and put it into a book. So it's not technically written perfectly. But when I was given this, I was just out of uni and I was starting on my career in corporate and it, oh my gosh, it changed my world. And it was then that it was almost, it was like one of those moments. It wasn't over time. It was a moment. It lit the fire for leadership and personal leadership within me. Now, it is very, uh, a very motivational book. It is, it, you can tell it's it's certain era that I think now we're, we prefer a more real, more authentic style. And it is very, uh, that sort of American motivational style, which is, classic it is uh it, it you know they invented the development industry really didn't they um and you can it's easy to get swept up in that inspiration and I love it and I often dip into it and still like oh wow that's really inspiring and it's full of lots of good stories so love it or hate it it's a good one to dip in uh, let me just read a, a a paragraph out of it it's called chapter one the definition of a leadership influence Everybody talks about it, few understand it. Most people want it, few people achieve it. There are over 50 definitions and description of it in my personal files. What is, what is this intriguing subject called leadership? Perhaps because most of us want to be leaders, we become emotionally involved when trying to define leadership. Or perhaps because we know one, we try to copy his or her behavior and describe leadership as a personality. Ask 10 people to define leadership and you'll probably receive 10 different answers. After more than four decades of observing leadership within my family and many years of developing my own leadership potential, I have come to this conclusion. Leadership is influence. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And my favorite leadership proverb is, he who thinketh he leadeth and hath no one following him is only taking a walk. So that's the sort of style of it, but it's uh, really interesting to read. Uh, it, you know, it's written by a man, of course. Uh, it's very uh, positional leadership. It's very about you know corporate leadership, corporate American leadership. But there's some classic gems in there. Okay, and I pull that one out because it really did in the early '90s woke me up, lit that fire for leadership. Oh, look. And I, I would love to see a book like that, have that much influence written by a woman. I so would. The next book is a new one, a very new one. And I have reviewed part of it and I've read part of it and interviewed the author here on the podcast. So it's by Dr. Valerie Rain and it's called Patriarchy Stress Disorder, the, the Invisible Inner Barrier to Women's Happiness and Freedom. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to read an excerpt out of it, but I'm going to read the back cover because it's, it'll give you a summary of why you should read it. Okay, so despite checking off the boxes of worldly accomplishments, most high achieving women are secretly dissatisfied. 
They feel stuck in lives that look perfect on the outside, yet on the inside they're unfulfilled, plagued by the nagging feeling that there's got to be more. They feel guilty and ungrateful for feeling trapped in lives that are so good. They disown their pain or numb it with excessive work, eating, drinking, shopping, social media or exercising. They search for solutions in books, meditation, yoga, therapy, medication and workshops, but something is still missing. They wonder, what's wrong with me? Dr. Valerie Rain has worked with hundreds of high-achieving women, women and discovered that, that the issues they all struggle with are not just personal, they're rooted in ancestral and collective trauma experienced by women in the patriarchal world for millennia. In Patriarchal Stress Disorder, Dr. Valerie describes how this trauma creates an invisible inner prison that holds women back from stepping into the full power of their authentic presence, unbridled joy, outrageous success, freedom and fulfillment. In this book, Dr. Valerie explains why you're dissatisfied in spite of your achievements and why it's not your fault. Oh, that's such a good message. What secretly drains, what secretly drains, 90% of your time and energy and how to reclaim it and how to upgrade your game of how much can I bear to how good can it get. Highly recommended. All right, the third book, aha, this is a good one and this one completely took me by surprise. It's by Denise Duffield-Thomas, a fellow Australian, and it's called Chillpreneur. Now, uh, well, the subtitle is The New Rules for Creating Success, Freedom and Abundance on Your Terms. And it's put, it by, put out by Hay House. Uh, now, I must say, I resisted buying this book. I mean, look at the cover. Chillpreneur. And it's a woman, and it's not even Denise, lying on her back with her head back. She's holding, she's lying on the beach, basically, holding a computer. And um, it was, it, you know, I kind of rolled my eyes and go, yeah, okay, it's another book about creating business and lying on the beach. Um, I was pleasantly surprised, like more than pleasantly surprised. Wow, it is raw. And uh, I mean, just the back, it says, feeling burned out by your business, sick of the hustle and grind culture of your industry. There's a better way. Get over your perfectionism and embrace the flow of chillpreneur. So it's actually not about creating a business lying on a beach. Well, you can do that if you want. It's something very, very different. And I found it incredible. There's books on, mar there's, uh, sorry, there's chapters on marketing, mindset, uh, having the right business model, and a whole big section on money, which Denise is, uh, you know, well known for. I just want to read out one paragraph, very short paragraph, and it's called "Playing the Game of Business." Uh, having created a multi-million dollar business without taking out, without taking outside investment, or working my guts out. While also raising young kids, many women ask me my number one secret to success. The answer is mindset. Constantly working on your mindset is honestly the most important, if not the only thing you have to master. Everything else you can just Google. Really, business isn't that complicated. And uh, you know, that's how it starts and it just gets better and better. And she talks about a lot of the hard things that she found in business and really it is it's wisdom well but you know she's not that old but it's it's wisdom of someone who's been in business for decades and I think it's uh, it's well worth having in your library the next one is a different subject altogether and it's called 
What Should I Do With My Life by Poe, P.O. Bronson. Oh my gosh. Now I bought this book back in about the year, oh, it was about the early 2000s. I just have a look now to see when it was first published. It was first published in 2003. So 2003, 2004. And at the time I was really searching for you know what was I called to do? What am I meant to do with this life? You can you can hear that when you're asking that sort of question, there's some sort of dissatisfaction or some sort of change that is happening in life. And this book was it, it didn't give me directions, and I think a lot of people are angry about that. And I remember looking up the Amazon uh, um, comments there, and people are angry because they wanted a step by step uh, approach to finding what they're meant to do with their life. And it's really just the people who asked that question. And it says the true story of people who answered the ultimate question. And it really is just a s series of stories of people that asked that question and uh, and what that where that journey took them. It's amazing. It is very inspirational. It won't tell you what to do with your life, but it will make you think. And I, I just want to read a couple of paragraphs out of it. And it says... The first one is obvious questions don't have obvious answers. From your fears comes misconceptions. We are all writing the story of our life. We want to know what it's about, what are its themes and which theme is on the rise. We demand of it something deeper or richer or more substantive. We want to know where we're headed, not to spoil our own ending by ruining the surprise, but we want to ensure that when the ending comes, it won't be shallow. We will have done something. We'll, we will have not squandered our time here. This book is about that urge, that need. And he shares his story a little bit there. And I just jumped through to the end of the introduction. It says, when people heard this book's title, the most common question I get asked is, so is your book about life or about careers? And I'd laugh and I'd warn them not to get trapped by semantics and answer it's about people who dared to be honest with themselves. So if you are in that pain of what should I do with my life, don't expect this book to tell you the answers. Uh, in fact, I've got a great course that helped people do, you know, do that because I wrote it out of my own journey. But this book kind of really kicked it off for me. It is a New York Times number one bestseller and it is really worth reading. You can't put it down. It's very, very inspirational if you're in that place. Okay. All right. The next book. I love this book. It's another New York Times bestseller. In fact, a lot of the books I'm reading are I think four of the uh, four of the seven the six books are. This one's called Quiet by Susan Cain, and the subtitle is The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Oh gosh, this is a gem of a book, and I will never throw it out. And I will recommend many many people to read it, not just introverts but extroverts. What I love about it most is that I grew up in a social culture that promoted extroversion, extroversion, that that was the ideal for you to be. And it unsettled anyone who was an introvert. And I always felt it was wrong. And this book really did put voice or put words to what I felt. Uh, 
And I'm actually, there's a test in the front of it. You can work out whether you're introvert or extrovert. I actually fall in the middle. I'm an ambivert, which was fascinating to learn that anyway. The back of the book is really interesting. She says, the book that started the quiet revolution, at least one third of the people we know are introverts. They are the ones who prefer listening to speaking, who innovate and create, but dislike self-promotion, which is really interesting in this social media world that we live in, who favour working on their own over working in teams. It is to introverts, Rosa Parks, Chopin, Dr. Seuss, Steve Wozniak, that we owe many of the great contributions to society. In Quiet, Susan Cain argues that we dramatically undervalue introverts and shows how much we lose in doing so. She charts the rise of the extrovert ideal throughout the 20th century and explores how deeply it has come to permeate our culture. She also introduces us to successful introverts from a witty, high-octane public speaker who recharges in solitude after his talks to a record-breaking salesman who quietly taps into the power of questions passionately argued, superbly researched and filled with indelible stories of real people, Quiet has the power to permanently change how we see introverts and equally important, how they see themselves. It is definitely one that I think everyone should read, quite frankly. Okay, the final book, and then I'll let you go, keep listening a few more minutes, is oh, a classic. It is only just came, it has only just come out in the last couple of years. And it's by an author, Donald Miller, who I have been following for a long time. And it was interesting observing him from the outside. I could see that he was losing, not losing his way, we were searching for a new way and for his, his thing in life. And with this book, Building a Story Brand, he has found it. And he's grown a hugely successful business uh, off, the, off the back of this message and his framework. And it's another New York Times bestseller, Building a Story Brand. And the subtitle is Clarify Your Message So Customers Will Listen. Use the seven elements of great storing to grow your business. Now, there are a lot of frameworks and a lot of books out there that talk about storytelling and use the principles of storytelling and heroes and villains and all that kind of thing. But I found this book is the most clear, uh, it, well, it cuts through the noise itself. It's teaching you how to cut through the noise, but it cuts through the noise as well. It is the clearest, most understandable uh, book that I've seen. Uh, at the back it says, every day most business leaders make a mistake that costs them money. They don't know how to explain clearly what their company does. Now, how many of us can put our hand up to that? The story brand framework is a paradigm shifting approach to connecting with customers that provides the ultimate competitive advantage, revealing the secret to helping customers understand the benefits of using your products, ideas or services. It's really, really incredible. It will uh, forever transform the way you talk about who you are, what you do and the unique value you bring to your customers. Okay, it is absolutely amazing. Um, actually, I want to read the first bit of chapter one. It says, most companies waste enormous amounts of money on marketing. We all know how mind-numbing it is to spend precious dollars on a new marketing effort that gets no results. When we see the reports, we wonder what went wrong or worse, whether our product is really as good as we thought it was. But what if the problem wasn't the product? What if the problem was the way we talked about the product? 
incredible, incredible book, and I can't help use uh, use that framework in in my own work, in my own business, and with my students as well. So. I would love to know what your favourite books are. Now, I have a lot more books, favourite books than that, but I thought I'd share six of them with you. Uh, you might want to get them out and read them. I download them on your Kindle or buy a paper version. I have paperback versions of all of those books and they are precious to me. So I hope you enjoyed uh, today's podcast. I will see you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast. Because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.